It's time to level up your business with the podcast that teaches you the top strategies, tactics, and growth hacks that every entrepreneur needs to know. Please welcome your host, whose small business blog gets more than 1 million visitors every single month, Brandon Gailey. Welcome aboard to episode 28 of the Zero to Seven Figures podcast. As we kick off this week's theme of how to make great decisions in your business and in life. Today's wisdom comes from Nir Ayal via his blog, nearandfar.com, where he reveals why we make bad choices and how to make better ones. There I was, looking at an enormous wall of television screens. Each one flashed the same scene, a beautiful flower slowly blooming to reveal each petal pistol, and stamen in exquisite super high-definition detail. It was downright sexy, but now it was time for me to make a choice. Would I buy the $400 television within my budget, or would I splurge on the $500 deluxe model that somehow helped me understand plant biology in a new and more intimate way? Though every cone and rod in my eyeballs begged me to buy the better one, my more sensible instinct kicked in. Your budget is $400, remember. As I sighed, I ended up buying the more economic model and braced for a life of media mediocrity. But then a strange thing happened. When I fired up the new set at home, it looked fine. Better than fine, in fact. It looked great. I couldn't figure out why I even wanted the pricier model in the first place. So why the change of heart? Among a host of brain biases, I fell victim to distinction bias, which is a tendency to overvalue the effect of small quantitative differences when comparing options. In the store, I was in comparison mode, evaluating the TVs side by side, hypersensitive to the smallest differences. But at home, there was just one TV and no alternatives to compare against. It was glorious in its singularity. Let's do a little experiment together. I want you to pick between two options. Option number one, I'll give you one Hershey kiss worth of chocolate if you think of a time in your life when you experienced personal success. Or option two, I'll give you three Hershey kisses if you think of a time in life when you experienced personal failure. Which would you choose? In studies, About two-thirds of the people opt for more chocolate. Clearly more is better, right? Not always. Despite the fact people chose freely and presumably wanted to maximize their happiness, those who opted to think of a negative memory for more chocolate were significantly less happy than those who chose a positive memory for less chocolate. And if you think the effect might be a result of feeling guilty for eating fattening chocolate, The researchers thought about that too, yet they found no difference between the two groups when it came to feelings about eating the candies. So what gives? Your brain just isn't that smart. Psychologists believe we are in two different modes when we compare options versus when we experience them. When making a choice, we are in comparison mode, sensitive to small differences between options, like me choosing a television. But when we live out our decisions, we are in experience mode and there are no options to compare our experience to. In comparison mode, we're pretty good at deciding between qualitative differences. For example, 
we know that an interesting job is better than a boring one and that being able to walk to work is better than having to suffer driving in rush hour traffic. When I asked you to pick between option one and number two, you likely could have told me recalling a personal success story would feel better than recalling a failure. So why did people choose option number two? For more chocolates, of course. And that's where things get sticky. Humans are not very good at predicting how quantitative differences, those involving numbers, affect happiness. In the experiment, people assumed three Hershey Kisses worth of chocolate would bring them three times the happiness. But it didn't. We make the same mistake in real life all the time. We think that a 1,200-square-foot home will make us happier than a 1,000-square-foot home. We think earning $70,000 a year will make us happier than earning $60,000 a year. We often place higher emphasis on inconsequential quantitative differences and pick an option that won't actually maximize our happiness. So you may be asking yourself right now, how do I outsmart my brain at making the wrong decision? Well, there's three ways you can do this. Number one, don't compare options side by side. In comparison mode, we end up spending too much time playing spot the difference. This is where we run into trouble and focus too much on inconsequential quantitative differences. To combat that, avoid comparing two options side by side. What can we do instead? Evaluate each choice individually and on their own merit. If you're buying a house, don't compare one with the other. Spend time at each house, focusing only on what you like and dislike about that house to form a holistic impression of that singular house. That includes everything from the size of the house, your commute, how close your friends live, its warmth and coziness, all the way down to how weird your neighbors are. Now, choose the house that registers the best overall holistic experience. The second thing you can do is to know your must-haves before you begin looking. Clever marketers often use this distinction bias to trick us into paying more for things we actually don't need and won't make us any happier. So next time, defend yourself by writing down what really matters to you before you begin shopping. Write down your must-have reasons why you're buying the item. Then, once those conditions are met, you'll be free to find the cheapest option that has met your requirements without getting sucked into features that you don't really need. And the third thing you can do is to optimize for things you can't get used to. Researchers believe that we fall victim to distinction bias when we underestimate our tendency to return to a baseline level of happiness over time. This tendency is known as hedonic adaptation. Despite thinking we'll live happily ever after, a higher income or bigger house doesn't make us happier for long. As a rule of thumb, your happiness will adjust back to anything that is stable and certain like your income, the size of your house, or the quality of your TV. These things do not change day to day, so you can expect your happiness level to fade off. On the other hand, infrequent or uncertain positive events, like quality time with friends or an exciting road trip, occur too sporadically to get used to. Inserting more of these hard-to-adapt-to experiences into your life will create longer and lasting happiness.
And that'll do it for this episode. And I look forward to sharing more wisdom with you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Zero to Seven Figures podcast. Please take a second to press the subscribe button right now to show your support and make sure you never miss an episode. 